Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Diva Behavior, the podcast. This is your host, Molly Molshine, and oh my gosh, I have an in-depth episode for you this week. We're going to be hearing once again from Sarah Armour, astrologer to the stars, and we are talking all about the scandal, well, it, it shouldn't be a scandal, but the Kardashians turned it into a scandal, of Khloe Kardashian's leaked bikini pic. So this was something that popped up on the internet kind of over the weekend and it became this huge thing where the Kardashians lawyers were going after anyone who posted this photo. Why? Because it shows Chloe's real body in like questionable lighting. So obviously we can't have that. Sarah and I talked all about, you know, the body image issues that this brings up plastic surgery normalization chloe's apology we did well she didn't apologize her statement we did a huge deep dive on we really talked about everything so the first hour or so is just us talking about the pop culture nitty-gritty and then for the last 45 minutes or so we get into the astrological part of it and you're going to want to listen because it contains some clues for which signs are most likely to cheat and i think we could all use that info we recorded on clubhouse if you need a clubhouse invitation dm me because as you'll hear when we say some people's names and stuff you're able to participate in the conversation if you're on clubhouse and listening along with us so if you want to join us for our next talk which should be on monday unless something else crazy happens before then uh let me know and i will send you an invite follow me on twitter and instagram at molly molshine Follow Sarah on Instagram at Sarah Armor or go to her website, saraharmor.com, if you want to get an astro reading from her. She does the best readings. And check out her community, The Moonual. You can follow The Moonual on Instagram and maybe even come to The Moon Ritual via Zoom on Sunday. It's a really fun time. It's just like hours and hours of fun people talking about interesting things. Everybody kind of gets drunk. Some people may or may not smoke weed. It's it's cool. If you like spirituality, if you like astrology, get into it. Now enjoy the podcast. Some people think divas is a diva to you. Would you say are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Diva Behavior, the podcast. We gather here together to talk about this picture that has been removed from the internet quicker than like the most disgraceful child porn you could possibly imagine. <laughs> Literally. Wild. It's crazy. They've The way that they mobilized to get rid of this photo. So it's a picture of Chloe that was posted on her grandmother's Instagram account. And word on the street is, according to a Kardashian family spokesperson, an, an assistant posted this on MJ's account, which is very weird because why would an assistant be accessing her grandma's account? I think they just made that up so people, because they, they're so weird and warped. Like in some ways they're so savvy and in other ways 
they are so dumb. And I feel like they probably thought people would get mad at MJ for this. But yeah, I think they're like protecting. I think they're, they don't want people to slam MJ. That's like literally what they're doing. Yeah. So they're lying and saying that um, an assistant posted it. They're saying that it was edited, which it clearly wasn't. And that's the whole reason why she doesn't want it up there. Um, so it's a mess. The way they've handled this is a mess. They threw all of their weight behind getting it taken down every time someone would post it. Uh, and then today, so before we get into Chloe's reaction to this, Sarah, what, what did you think about this photo and the way that they were able to scrub it so quickly? Well, I think, okay, so I saw the photo, you know, as a person who is definitely currently overweight and uh like oh my god I understand well actually I started working with Marguerite as a health coach and I had to I just did like a thing where I I plugged in my weight to like a BMI calculator apparently I I I have like 20 pounds this lol this has been a fat pandemic for me but but (laughs) it's all right because you know we are all traumatized and it's part of that is just getting fat so um no I'm actually fine with it honestly like you can I I will be that I'll be the wheelchair person in Wally if that's where we're headed. Like it's cool. you're like, not I'll... though. You you are like you look amazing as always. Well, you know the ring light does a lot. But um, so basically, I saw this photo. I understand. Like it is a little bit cringe, only because we're so used to seeing such polished looks. Like Chloe now is like the queen of filtering, the queen of surgery, the queen of looking what she perceives to be perfect online. So it's just like a normal photo. Like the light is hitting her kind of weird. You know, she's a almost 40 something mother. She's had a child. She's breastfed. Like, so her body, all things considered, even in the photo that was not technically like a perfect photo, looked fabulous. Like she actually looked great. And it was, it's, it's, it's an awesome photo. And then I think it's a little bit strange I mean I I think that like the the measures that they're taking to get the photo off I mean apparently they're like anybody who posted the photo anyone who posted the photo is getting so it's not only cease and desist letters to like corporations but like people are getting locked out of their Twitter accounts and people are getting locked out of their Instagram accounts and it's like I just feel like the the, the picture was fine I mean it was no it was not like a great but it was a great picture. Like if, I, if I'm a normal person and I'm 40 and I had a baby and I've been working my ass off and getting touched up, I think it's a great picture. In the, in the realm of the Kardashians photography, no, it is, it, look, it's a normal photo and it has not been edited. It's clearly not been edited at all. And yeah. I just, I, it made me so sad. Yeah, I think the thing that is really crazy is just how much heavy lifting lighting really does do. Because- yeah that's the main issue is just the lighting like the lighting is so weird it makes her stomach look have this weird like ripple equality that it wouldn't look like in real life it's literally just the lighting basically and like I never and this is a personal thing and it has nothing to do with this but also having your hair slicked back in a bikini is a is not a great move 100%. 100%. I've been there. Yeah, I've learned that. Well, right, if you're right. like in the Olympics, if you're if you're diving yeah. into a pool as a synchronized swimmer, then you can do it. But like, it's just like, if you have your hair slicked all the way back and a bikini on, it's just naked mole rat. Well, it's like when the you- hair to distract from the body. It's like that, 
that feeling when you like emerge from the pool and you feel really sexy and you're because like your hair has is sli- like when you kind of dip your head back in the hair and you feel really hot and then like yeah like somebody takes a picture of you or you catch yourself in the mirror and you're like whoa <laughs> like like whoops. yeah okay it felt it felt really sexy and right like there is a Victoria's Secret swimsuit edition version or Sports Illustrated not Victoria's Secret there's just like a Sports Illustrated version of like emerging from water slick back like but otherwise Denise Richards in wild right. things yeah exactly exactly so that's I think like what we think we're doing in those moments but really like no it, it, it yeah you learn quickly as a normie it's a bad look yeah and like I as a woman would never take a photo of even like one of my friends if they had like the slamminest body in the world I wouldn't take a picture of them with their hair up in a bikini totally I agree completely. it's just like friend code yeah like only only a grandma would do that so this grandma 100%. did do that and it lit the internet on fire everyone was tweeting like this there were like two main responses that I saw one of them was she looks great why is she so pressed about this photo and then the other one was it's really ridiculous the lengths they're going to get this off the internet and how nothing is ever done about getting other things off the internet that actually are bad like why can't we stop QAnon can we put the Kardashian legal team on QAnon like what are we doing seriously though yeah I mean I think that like that is really like I actually hadn't even thought about that but that really is like that's like the more important takeaway that like yeah with money and power and resources you really can do whatever the fuck you want. And like, Mm -hmm. it really goes to show that our priorities as a country are, I mean, it just like, we just cater to money. We just cater to money and and whatever. If you have, if you can pay for it, you know, we will, it's like when people get like, you know, when people's like, when like the forest fires are going on and all like the celebrities are paying private firefighters to go protect their homes but then like the entire city of paradise california is like smoked to the ground it's like oh man like this is not okay exactly like why can't we get any of these resources on anything else it's crazy right it's also funny that they're doing it with a copyright claim and so something that they said in the original (laughs) that came from tracy romulus was anyone who holds a copyright has a right to get that taken they they have a right to you know exercise their copyright and get things taken down and it's like yeah totally but and it, and it said if they don't like the photo and it's like no that's not why copyright exists but okay whatever like it's not right. something you can take down unflattering pictures that's but sure so it is funny. a copyright issue but I, I, I gotta say i give it to tracy i give it to tracy for even pulling that out of the hat like i get why she is in charge of all the kk operations because like that's a that's a funny one that's a good move tracy very funny yeah. like <laughs> let's rewrite copyright law while we're at it yeah. like let's yeah. pretend that copyright exists for unflattering photos but right. so this immediately made me think of this feud a few years ago and keely who's listening you might remember this from our uh, galore magazine days there was this there was this feud between the Kardashians and Chloe Grace Moretz where Chloe Grace Moretz yes I love yeah. this one. Oh my god remind us I loved this one so Chloe Grace Moretz <laughs> said it was after Kim posted like he a also, mirror say, selfie wait for anybody that's listening and, and Molly I have to start over but I want to also just say I think it's worth noting that at this time Chloe Grace Moretz I believe she was like 16 she was 19 she was like a, a teenager. Yeah. She was she was <laughs> young enough to date Scott Disick, which just gives you an idea of how young she was. And also, Brooklyn, side note, Brooklyn, whatever his name is, Brooklyn Posh Spice. Yeah, Beckham. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So also side note today, Cosmopolitan UK posted this thing that was like, it was a headline and it said, Amelia Hamlin's mom reacts to Scott, speaks out about her dating Scott Disick. And I was like, whoa, this country is wild because they don't say Lisa Rinner's daughter. They say Amelia Hamlin's mom. I was like, oh my God, they just missed whoa. the Rinner wave. Yeah, they really did. That's so funny, right? To them, she's the star. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's sure. crazy. She must have had a, like a huge misguided or pretty little thing campaign here or something. And that's why everyone knows her. But it's so funny. anyway, the Chloe Grace Moretz thing. So Kim Kardashian posted this like almost naked photo. And for some reason, everyone flipped out. It was really weird how much people freaked out about it because it was really nothing. It was just her like covering her boobs in the mirror with like underwear on. And or no, she had a sensor bar over her boobs and people flipped out. There was this big moral panic. Everyone was like, you're a mother. How dare you? Like bullshit like that. And Chloe Grace Moretz, who's 19 at the time, obviously like hadn't finished feminism school because her like half-baked feminist thought was to tweet that like Kim should do something more worthwhile with her life. And it's like, well, yeah, we should all do something more worthwhile than what we're probably doing right now. We're all assholes, but like you're an actor, you're not fucking curing cancer. And like, who cares? It's a naked photo. But so Chloe flipped out and she posted a picture that said, the, she she was like, oh, I think Chloe's tweet had the word asshole in it in some way. And Chloe Kardashian responded and was like, is this the asshole you're talking about? And it was a picture of Chloe on set at a movie and she was on a guy's back and she was jumping into a wave and her asshole was showing. No. But so it turned out that that wasn't actually Chloe Grace Moretz in the photo. <laughs> it was an extra and they had the same bikini on. So it looked like her, but like, all of a sudden, Khloe Kardashian is like, you have a right, or the Kardashian camp is saying, you have a right to take photos down that you don't want up. And it's like, okay, you were tweeting a picture of a barely, was barely, a child asshole. yeah, 19 year old girl's asshole she was tweeting a photo of to, to like get back at her in some social media beef. It's just so like hypocritical and crazy. And I mean, obviously we don't look to the Kardashians for moral guidance, but that just really like struck me. Wouldn't it be funny if the reason that Kim ultimately went into law is because Chloe Grace Moretz was like, you need to do something important with your life. And she's like, damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like That's the girl it. who starred in Louis C.K.'s Woody <laughs> Allen, com Woody yeah. Allen homage playing the minor that he fucks says I need to do right. something with my life. <laughs> she's like, she's right. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, yeah but it's like, I, I really think that like what you're getting at is this like, larger issue that I have like I know this is not a popular opinion we were talking about this earlier Chloe Kardashian has been from the beginning my very lead I like Rob better than Chloe I I, I think Chloe is like an unfree <laughs> character in every way I find her to be unstomachable fat thin plastic surgery or not I think she has no taste I think she has really bad taste I think she is not she doesn't appear to be and I say this because obviously this is my own shit because what I'm about to say is the epitome and of what also, I'm about to say we're talking about Chloe, the public figure, not Chloe, the three-dimensional human, just to get right, that of course, out. Of course, of course. This is a celebrity-centric thing. It's not about her as a person. It's about what we right. see and what she has crafted her image to be. Yes, I'm sure as a person, well, and I actually, I'm looking at her chart. I think as a person, the real truth is she's just, she is like just deeply sensitive. And I think she was thrown into this world of public comparison. And she has these two tiny little sisters who were made for TV. And she's just not. And I think that her behavior over the past 
20 years has been so just in right her public like i think her desire to fight with trolls online is like so pathetic she takes every opportunity like of course she would post a, a 19 year old's asshole in rebuttal like she is ready she's got like her dukes up she's ready to fight she is constantly subtweeting and trolling and a lot of the things that she like gets upset about as at least like as far as the show is concerned are stuff that like she does like chloe like the thing about this photo is like it could have gone out and she could have made a comment like haha bad lighting but like everyone's you know human or whatever or not even said anything like the issue is like she doesn't realize that like when you get into the comment section you actually flame the fire and so like she just is so quick to jump into the comment section and to jump in in defense of fill in the blank and it's like yo man we would be over this by now. The only reason we're still talking about it is because of the great lengths that she went through to try to get this photo off. And then of course, the only reason I looked up the picture is because I was like, it's forbidden. I can't see the picture. And then I'm like, I gotta find the picture, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's like, Streisand she's effect. She's making it more, it's exactly like, she's making it more interesting than it actually is. Yeah, exactly. Now let's get to her. No, I don't, it's not an apology. It's a statement. So she posted a statement. I mean, for me as somebody who I do still do pop culture coverage uh, for blogs and stuff. So it was like Christmas waking up this morning and seeing (laughs) this shit show on her Instagram. Like, so she posts first, it was a video of her in her underwear in the bathroom, jumping up and down to show what her body really looks like. Next is she apparently did an Instagram live last night and someone's in the corner. I can't tell who it is. I can't tell if it's Kylie or what. It's probably not Kylie, but she's in a thong and like whale tailing it up above the sweatpants. And she's like posing as if she's in a music video or something. And then it's a screen grab from that video. And then it's this long ass statement. So the, the thing that stuck out to me most in the statement is I almost want to say like this sounds crazy but like I have a lot of comments about the statement do you want to just like read the statement it's really not too long yeah okay okay I'll I've read it a million times and even transcribed it today so I'll give you guys the clip (laughs) so hey guys this is this is me and my body unretouched and unfiltered the photo that was posted this week is beautiful obviously she doesn't think that but as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering in bad lighting or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working so hard to get it to this point and then shares it to the world you should have every right to ask for it to not be shared regardless of who you are okay sure but like you weren't singing that tune when you were posting chloe grace moretz's body doubles asshole in truth the pressure, constant ridicule, and judgment my entire life to be perfect and meet other standards of how I should look has been too much to bear. Now, this is what I can't get over. So she lists out these things that she's heard a bunch of times. Chloe is the fat sister. Chloe is the ugly sister. Her dad must not be her real dad because she looks so different. The only way Co-sign. she could have lost- I want to say I believe that, but keep going. I, yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, the only way she could have lost the weight must have been from surgery. So these are those last two rumors are like the crazy thing for her to acknowledge them. And she has it. Yeah. Like, like why would you even call attention to those two things? Cause that's actually not really what people are saying in this moment. And like, whoa. Okay. So the, the, the big theory now, so the previous theory about her dad, Keely just asked if this is the first time she acknowledged it, the OJ thing. So there was a theory about her dad um, 
being OJ Simpson. That has because she actually looks so much like OJ Simpson's daughter. She actually like, does. It's crazy. I went to college with her. I have a story about her later if you want it. OJ Simpson's daughter? Yeah, yeah. She's is it my- like a nice story or is it like well, sad? It's not it's it's neither. It's it's a crazy story. It's something that happened to me though, so I feel that I can I can discuss it. All right. And I say think it. if Sydney heard it, she would she would co-sign. It's what happened. Okay, okay, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I'm a Boston University student. Everyone at BU at that time is like stupid fucking rich. And I was just like the girl who had a job. Okay. So I was not like in, in, in a lot of the social scenes because it was just like a very like Manhattan, like LA, like it's a very like city school kind of vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. So my only way to really like reach out to people and try to connect in these social circles that I was not involved in was to share my DVD box sets, which at the time was all we had. We didn't have Netflix, we didn't have gold, right? So I had like my Frasier box set, I had my SVU (laughs) box set, and I had my whole Sex in the City box set, okay? So I made friends with this one kind of like socialite girl, I won't say her name, but she's like a New York chick. And I lent her in an, in an attempt to be socially accepted. I lent her my whole sex in the city box set. of. Can you type her name to me? Can you say it in sign language? And if we figure it out, we can say it in pig Latin. And if we figure it out, we can know. Well, I don't know if you would know her name, but like, she probably is Google. It's a God, a God, a God. I'll tell you. Okay. I don't know that one. Okay. Okay. She's she's just like a rich, (laughs) she's like a New York gal. Right. Yeah, that was, I don't know, my pig Latin might be a little, you know, I get a little nervous. Because but I probably like, do know who she is because I'm sick in the head. That's why I'm asking. But sorry, I'll, keep going. We'll, go, we'll, we'll stalk her after. I have no idea what she's up to these days. But at the time, she was definitely like a coked up nightclub mess, which was like so cool at the time. Cool. So, so I lent her my DVD, my, my, you know, my full series DVD box set of Sex and City. This is a huge offer to someone. And for the rest of the school year, it was like, it was like not like, you know, it was like spring of my freshman year. And I kept messaging her as the, as the year came to an end, like, hey, can I grab my, my DVDs from you? Hey, can I grab my DVDs from you? She's like, hey, actually, um, I lent them to Sydney, who is OJ's daughter. So Sydney I, Simpson, is that her name? Sydney Simpson. So I DM Sydney and I'm like, hey, girl, like we had like no, we weren't like friends, but we like, you know, we were like in the same social scene because like I, I somehow am cool, but like I was on the periphery, right? So like I, but I, we were friends, we were Facebook friends. I sent her a DM. I was like, hey, girl, like uh, I think literally let you my uh, DVDs. If I could just get the back from you, I would really appreciate it. No response, but the message has been seen, right? So then it's like two days left of the school year. I actually go to Sydney's dorm. She was just a dorm kid. Like she just, I don't know, she's trying to be normal or something. She just had a dorm room. So I went over to her dorm. She was in my, in my area and I knocked on the door and there was nobody there. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. I leave a little note, come back. I'll come back tomorrow to get the the DVDs. I come back tomorrow to get the DVDs and I knock on the door and I hear rustling inside the room. And, but I'm knocking on the door. She will not come to the door. Right. So I'm like, Hey, not sure what's going on. Like, I'll just come back later, whatever, right? But like, she's clearly ignoring me. She's in the room. I can hear her in the room. So then, about I guess like later that night, I don't know, a couple hours later, I come back and I knock on the door and there's no sound. And I kind of knock on the door again, like because I'm getting nervous at this point. Like, I don't have like box, box, you know, box set money really. Like, so I'm like, I gotta get my DVDs back. This is my lifeblood, right? So I knock on the door like a little bit harder, and the door opens, and the room is completely clean, completely bare, except on the corner of the bed, there is the case 
for my box set of DVDs. And I was like, oh, what a sweetie. Like, okay, she didn't want to socialize. Totally fair. Let me grab them. So I take the DVDs back to my room. I'm so excited. I'm like, what a nice girl. I was about to fucking trash her or whatever. And I open up the case and every DVD is missing. It was only the case. What? (laughs) Do you think that that was like, I don't know. She's OJ's daughter, man. She, you know, the, she has a little, a little bit of a, a little bit of a need to steal. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> she <laughs> didn't find a glove, Keely said. I did oh not find, God. there was no glove. There was no, well, actually in this case, it was all gloves. This was actually you know kind what? of like a reverse. Yeah. It, it was all gloves. If the case don't fit, you ha- you must acquit. Right. All glove, no love. And, and yeah, I mean, I, yeah, if the case, if the case is bare, your DVDs aren't anywhere. I mean, I don't know that I tried to run, but, <laughs> but no, it was, it was a devastating experience for me. I, and like I, for many years, I kept that story secret because I, the other Sydney Simpson story I have, the only other run in I have with her and then we can move on is that, and I, I, I think it's important that I share this too, because it's, it shows the other side of her. Um, it was Marathon Monday, which in Boston is like the biggest party day of the year. So if you're a college student and it, it be, like during Marathon Monday, they run through the campus. So the whole campus becomes just like a binge drinking party, right? I was sitting on the steps one day, everyone was hanging out and I was smoking a joint and it was a windy day and I was trying to light the thing and I accidentally lit um, my front, I lit my hair on fire and I kind of smelled it, but like, I didn't really know what's going on. And somebody came and smacked me in the head, like basically putting out the fire. And I didn't really know what happened. And it was Sydney. So, so she did steal my DVDs, but she also did like, she did put out the fire. I lit my bangs on fire basically. And she, she put them out for me. So I thought, you know, I feel like we're even on some level, yeah. but like, yeah, those are my two Sydney Simpson stories. Wow. She's multifaceted. All right. Big time. Yeah. Well, you know, she's had an interesting life. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's for sure. So Wow. What an incredible detour. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) So basically that's what people say is that, um, OJ was Chloe's dad, but if you Google and I want everyone who's listening to open a new tab and Google Chris Jenner, Chris Jenner hairdresser. Whoa. And 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 tell me what you think. When I was doing my, when I challenge accepted doing it right now. And also I want to say that when I was doing my, my Kardashian research, and I was listening to that podcast. I like the, the only the rich behind the scenes podcast, which if anyone has listened, highly recommend, but Kris Jenner was a notorious cheater. Like she was yeah. not even close to faithful to Robert Kardashian. He she was certified freak her. seven days a week. No, she literally was. And like, he, she didn't even want to marry him. Like he pursued her hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. She was actually not that interested in him. And from the moment they were married until the day he died, he always just loved her and was kind of like chasing her, but she was not faithful to him for one second. Never, never, never. Oh my God. She looks, oh my God. Oh my God. She looks exactly like him. I'm dying. I'm dying. See? (gasps) So I never believed the OJ thing because I was like, that is too convenient a theory. Like, just to say, oh, because Chris knew OJ, she would have slept with him. I was like, that's, and it's too good to be true. That one, that OJ well, also, is the secret. It's too salacious to be true. But this well, guy, this that, hairdresser, he is, she looks like a clone of him. I think that, it, no, I'm, this is like, this is like bombshell stuff, Molly. Like I, the bomb drops, like I, I'm blown away. I just wanted to say that the reason I always didn't think that it was an OJ daughter thing is because I do think. Chris's one real friend in the like I think they were actually I think Nicole Simpson was her best friend and I think that OJ mm-hmm. was Robert's best I, I think that she wouldn't have I think she loved Nicole I don't think she would have done that to Nicole 
But right. looking at this and photo, I just, I'm blown away, Molly. I'm the hairdresser, away. yeah. But this is the thing also about Chris is like, as we've seen from the Kardashians throughout their reign, their pop culture reign, they will throw any woman under the bus. They don't give a fuck. Like, they threw Jordan mm-hmm. under the bus. They've they've they thrown did. so many different women, like Black China, but also those. Oh yeah. Well, Jordan was like a true, true. She was co-parenting Stormy with Kylie, and they no, threw the, her I, out. That really breaks my heart. Actually, that's like another thing we could talk about. I would love to look at Kylie yeah. and Jordan's chart together, even. But that Jordan Woods thing, man, that that killed me. That broke my fucking heart. Like she was yeah. a kid at a cool party at the end of the night, AKA six in the morning. And he pecked her on the cheek. I'm sure they were flirting, but he was out right. there flirting with everyone. Like, Oh my God, that is so mean. What they, they, I, I, I love Jordan. I, I'm, I stand Jordan. Yeah. And I think they were on a break at that time. Like, they I don't were. even think they were together at all. So it's like, who cares? But yeah, I think so. So to get back to Chloe's statement, wow, this hairdresser is insane. Right. It's, she's just a clone of him. And so to get back to her Whoa. statement, she's, she alludes to her dad must not be her real dad. And Keely's question was, if this is the first time she's, a, she's alluding to this, there was a storyline on the show in a pretty recent season where Chris was like, I know that this rumor bothers you a lot. You can get a DNA test if you want. And they teased it for the whole show, which is really twisted that they teased this. Like, oh, will so she or won't she? It's yeah. so, it's, it's, it's their genius too. It's why they're genius. But it's crazy because it's like, okay, your paternity is up for discussion. And she ends up not taking the test because she ends up basically saying, okay, if I find, she's like, my dad was my dad. I don't care. And I think the, you know, it's sort of the unspoken thing is like, okay, Robert Kardashian senior is dead. And like, yeah, why would you want to know if you find out he wasn't your dad, then what? So like, why? Well, I think it's, I do think it's interesting though, because if she really truly felt that Robert Kardashian was her father, she would have taken the test. Like right. to, to, to shut the haters up, you would be like, look, I got a paternity test. Yeah. I went to fuck off to hell. No, the fact that even on a soul level, she was like, I don't want to know means that she yeah. knows. Yeah, she knows. And I mean, also I feel bad even speculating about this because I don't think it's a classy move, but at the same time it was on the show and she put it in the statement. So I feel like it's fair game. Right. Well, and that's why I felt so bad even at the beginning. I don't know if I got my sentence out earlier, but like, I don't feel that Chloe operates in a, in a state of like high class behavior. That being said, this whole conversation may not be a state of high class behavior. So yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're all, it's all mirrors with guys. It's all mirrors. We're not really judging as much as like, we're all tasteless. Okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure people talk about just as petty of shit about me and I don't care. Go for it. Right. But I'm not a celebrity. But if you want to write a blog about we how stupid I am, they, go for it. We hope someday <laughs> that you will yeah. trash us publicly because we are so famous. LOL. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I was surprised to see her bring up the dad thing because I thought that after they did it in the show, that was it. That was it put to bed. And then I was surprised that she alludes to the only way she could have lost that weight must have been from surgery. Now she doesn't confirm or deny the surgery. Obviously we don't know. We haven't seen her medical records, but I have seen Chloe in real life before. Oh, uh, 
So I, when I worked at the New York Observer, my friend Jordan and I, we had this wild notion one day. We, we saw something on Chloe's Instagram that was like, Dash Hamptons is opening tomorrow when they did Courtney and Chloe take the Hamptons. Yes. So we were like, what if we ask our boss if we can just go to the Hamptons and stalk the Kardashians? And we were like, let's just try it. And normally we would be like blogging as if we were in a coal mine all day, like literally just pumping <laughs> out 15 stories a day and like not allowed to leave our desks once. But so we were like, he's never going to say yes. But I sent him the email and he was like, oh, come into my office. And we went in his office and he was like, anything in the Hamptons is a yes. We need more Hamptons coverage. Go ahead. What? Oh my God. So we stalked them to the Hamptons. We literally went, we, we got out there. We took like three (laughs) wrong trains. It took us six hours to get out to Montauk on like a Wednesday in April. There was no traffic or anything. So we got there and we went straight to the, to the dash store and we stood inside for two seconds and Chloe and Courtney walked in with a camera crew. So like, Oh my God, it worked. Molly, it worked. I know. So Jordan and I are in the background of the show. I have a screenshot. I'll send it to you. And we're both <gasps> oh like God, giggling so in the background. And That's the crazy, major- here's, here's the crazy thing. They, it, like the whole premise of what they were shooting was, Oh, Courtney and Chloe are coming to look at the store and see if, see if it's good enough or whatever. So they did that and they left. And then Jordan and I sat outside after that. And the store manager came outside and called someone else and was like, oh yeah, they just came here to look at the store and this is what they said. And this is what we have to do for tomorrow. And the cameras were gone. They didn't know we were still there. Like it really was real. Like they really were looking at the store for the first time. Wow. Yeah. So good on them for that. But I bring this up because this was right after, if Chloe got a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift, this must have been like the first day she was allowed to walk on her hind legs after that, because (laughs) it was like, I had never seen a butt like that in my life. And there was no, there weren't as many fake butts back then. Like now you see them everywhere, but yeah, I had never seen it, let alone in real life. And it was truly, she was wearing a black long dress, like a, like a tight bodycon black dress and her butt literally came to a point it was true and her stomach was so skinny and her butt was like a like a it came to a point like that and I mean this is years ago I mean that that I'm trying to think back like what year was that because that show was was a long time ago probably 2013 yeah I would say yeah and so, that was, and, and I'm trying to remember like when did she go into her whole like rebe- revenge body phase like it was around I this time because I think it's very clear like whether or not she's had anything done, she does. All these women work out. I mean, this ob- yeah. they obviously put a huge amount of time and effort into maintaining their physiques, which I, I, you know, I could take a page from their book. It might be good to move my body. I got a steps counter. I had like 12 the other day. It's like, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, so I'm not dissing them, but it's like, you know, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, to bring up the father thing and to bring up the surgery thing is so it's just like, you know, you know, when like you're, you're in a fight with someone and you just like unload and then like, just from that, like triggered place. And then you like kind of fall back and you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I need to say all that. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like this appears to be a very like put together statement, but no, she was writing that with her thumbs in the fire of her, the pit of her hell. Like, no, I need to say this. And it's like, okay. Whoa. I just, dis- I disagree. I because I've read a lot of Kardashian statements slash apologies, notes app, you know, documents in my day. And 
the quality of the writing here is just so much better than what it normally is. Still bad, dude. I can't. Yeah, it's still full of cliches. It's just like the punctuation and the grammar and the spelling is on such a higher level. Yeah, but it's still what they usually put. I am not a grammar Nazi. I will date someone with their, the wrong there from their, their Tinder profile. Like I am not a, I am so not, I cannot stand Chloe's length sentence structure. The way that she, she says like one another all the time, instead of being like each other, like we love to be here. We love being here with one another. And it's like, who taught you that? Like (laughs) what? And then she does it here too, where she's like, you have every, what is this part of the statement where she's like, you have every right to whatever, like, wh- but what one, like, she, she switches between you yes, she and says one, one and I, oh, it makes me crazy. And, and like, she's like, so stupid. It's like queen of saying individual instead of person, you know? Yeah. Like, why but are we thing- using bigger words? Like, it's, it's like, literally, like, that's her way of, like, sounding smarter. And it only makes her sound yeah. so much more ignorant. So this is what I think, though, about this statement. I do think this statement was focus grouped. I think it went through several eyes. I think, like, the editor-in-chief of Poosh probably glanced at it and made sure there were no glaring errors because it does, right. it does, it is better than what they usually put out. And I think the reason why she mentioned the dad and mentioned the plastic surgery is that she's furthering a storyline and she's not resolving it. This statement oh, is not meant to Oh, res- shit, Molly. Yeah. Whoa. You guys, this is hard. This is the best podcast of the year so far. This is hard-hitting <laughs> shit. Oh, my God, Molly, you're killing me. You're blowing my mind. Keep going. I'm loving this. She's, like, she's not wrapping up the storyline right now. She's not saying, hey. She's actually let- opening up the storyline. Yeah, she's opening it up, and she's saying, oh. okay, maybe I'll be a little more vulnerable in that I will acknowledge Whoa. all of these crazy rumors. But at the same time, I am not going to stop posting these ex- insanely like polished edited images of myself and I'm going to get you to feel bad for me by saying that I am insecure and comparing myself and blah 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 and Whoa, but she's dude. not she's not wrapping it up she's not saying it, it would be so easy for her to just close the book and say oh yeah that was a bad photo like you said that was a bad photo no, whoops haha photo. but no I mean not even I mean it's like the the levels that they are taking to I mean, the fact that there even needs to be a statement is insane. Like, and, and not to mention, I mean, you know, not that Kim is the princess of all, but there have been some pretty bad photos of Kim leaked by the press and put out there by people. And like, oh, it's like yeah. she, whether she cares or not, we don't really know, but like, she kind of just like rides through it. You know, it's like, you never really hear Kim. Remember when Kim had her, when, when Kim had North and she had like a 70 pound weight gain or something, and it was hard for her to take the weight off. They did make it like a part of the show in terms of storyline where there, she was saying like, I'm just so insecure. I'm wearing 10 things of shapewear. Like I feel so bad or whatever, but like she still showed up and, and man, there are some fucking ugly aspects. Even like the fact that Kim has gone super viral with that ugly cry face. It's like, for court, yeah. I, I just feel like Chloe doesn't really get that. I guess, like, my issue is this Chloe's statement is on the one hand, yes, like, vulnerable, sure. Although it's nothing aside from the like rumor stuff, it's nothing we don't know. Obviously, she's she's the other Kardashian and obviously she's insecure. And obviously this has been the issue, the whole story and the whole, the whole show, the last 20 seasons, that's like what this has been about. Right. She's obviously marrying men who are not actually into her and, or like faithful or whatever. So she clearly has insecure stuff. I, I I'm fine with all that. But I think the issue is, is that like Chloe has an opportunity here 
to actually be a good role model. Like the amount of people mm-hmm. in this country and over across the globe who struggle with either being the ugly sister with their weight or being the funny friend. And what Chloe doesn't realize is that like, not only do we give her, we, we do applaud her transformation, whether she has a bad surgeon or not. I still think she has Michael Jackson face. I don't, I don't think it was the best <laughs> nose to pick for the face. And like, you know, she can, she can touch and tailor and do all the things she wants. Even like the funny thing about Chloe is even the photos where, where she's posting and she's like, adjusting them and putting filters or whatever it's like she's doing that weird like old sketchers look where it's like she's elongating her already very long body and so she has like a fucking seven foot torso i mean the whole her style is so whack like her she has bad taste she has bad the hot pink hair she just to me she looks ridiculous a lot of the time but it's like what she doesn't get is that like she has an opportunity with this platform to actually be a voice for this conversation but she completely is ignoring the fact that like by taking this really good photo down that she should actually be super fucking proud of. And yeah, the lighting was bad, but you can still see her abs. You can, she's thin as hell. Yeah. She looks, she looks really good. Like she, she, if that was just like, a, if, if somebody found that photo in their mom's drawer, being like, yo, this was mom when she was 40. It'd be like, mom's hot. Like it's a hot photo. Right. But so what she yeah. doesn't get is that like, when she, when she talks about like how hard she's worked and how insecure she is, I think it's a real bummer because there are a lot of people out there that feel that way, but that don't have the resources that she has that could not take down a nice boat. Like they couldn't even, they, they couldn't get surgery. They couldn't work out at, you know, to the extent that she does with the trainers that she does with the, with the fitness gear that she does. Like she is completely over the top. Yeah, so she mentions it. She's like, I know that like I come from privilege or whatever. Like, what does it yeah. say in the statement? It's like, I come so from privilege, does- but that doesn't mean I'm not insecure or something. What is it? Yeah, which she shouldn't have even mentioned her privilege right. because it's like you're just you're literally like you shouldn't even mention it. But the what the one thing I do want to go through in the statement that is wild, but just before we wrap up that is yeah. I mean I could never wrap says, this up. I could go on all day. This is like uh, this is the joy yeah, of my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. You're killing me. Really, you're you're killing yeah. me right now. I'm loving it. Well, because I want to say something about her as a role model, but I also want to say this thing in the statement that's crazy. I love a good filter, good lighting, and an edit here and there. Like here and under- there? Understatement of the year. You're a hologram. You are right. a hologram. Right. You are help me Obi-Wan so right. Kenobi. You're my only hope on Instagram, <laughs> like all day, every day. And she That's says so this. Funny. The same way I throw on some makeup, get my nails done, or wear a pair of heels to present myself to the world the way I want to be seen, and it's exactly what I will continue to do unapologetically. My body, my image, and how I choose to look and what I want to share is my choice. It's not for anyone to decide or judge what is acceptable or not anymore. So it's like, it's so interesting because like you said, she could choose to be a role model. I don't want to make famous women be role models. I feel like it's too much pressure and it sucks. But what she's saying here is like, I am basically what she's saying is, yes, I am rich enough to create this hologram existence for myself and I'm not going to stop. I love what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. I love to filter. I love to get good lighting. I love to edit my photos. I love to get my nails done. I am going to be the architect of my own image and I am not going to do any inner work, which I am not either. I also am not doing any inner work on like how I feel about my appearance. I have a fucking Botox consultation next week. Like I'm in oh the God. same boat. I cannot wait to hear. You got to tell, I, I want to hear about that next yeah. week. I'm so curious. 
like I'm in the same boat as her. Like I also hate my appearance, but it's just so funny that she's writing this like long winded statement, basically saying, yeah, I am going to keep posting fictional photos of myself. This is what I want to do. And she ends the statement with whichever way one chooses to be seen. I have realized that one, haha. I have realized that that one. I do too. I do too. I realized that we cannot continue to live life trying to fit into the perfect mold of what others have set for us. But you are trying to do that. Just well, do you and make sure thing. your heart is happy. But now, see, that's this- where the statement is so backwards. You're so right. Because it's yeah. like, it's like on the one hand, I've, she, she said, she, she counter, she, it's like, I've worked really hard to make my body a certain way. And therefore I don't want to show you that. I want to continue to, to nip and tuck in the edit suite so that you think it's even better than it already is, is actually what yeah. she's saying. Exactly. And here's where it gets annoying. Where it gets annoying is, okay, yes, we're all subject to these crazy forces of looking at other people's bodies, comparing them to our own, airbrushing, Photoshop, especially people who grew up in the 2000s when body positivity wasn't even a term yet. Totally. So we're all subjected to that. Chloe is complaining about being subjected to that. This, my issue is their entire family has sold waist trainers. The fucking woman who sold them their waist trainers, prima donna, she- commented on this and was like, you're awesome girl. And Chloe responds and is like, yeah, I love you. The fucking waist trainer lady. So I'm like, you're right. perpetuating this. So this is the biggest, the biggest F you biggest slap in the face of it all is her denim line. Good American. The slogan is representing body acceptance. Oh, so that's where it's that's just like, so off. it's just so off. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, you yes of course none of us have to accept our bodies i do not accept my body whatsoever i do not accept my face i do not accept my hair i change it all but like i'm not walking around selling people hundred dollar pairs of jeans that say representing body acceptance well that's i think this is like the crux of the whole chloe issue here which is that like i don't think that she like Again, I think that Kim is why the family has this show. It's it, Kim and Chris are the masterminds behind everything. Courtney is pretty enough and little enough and doesn't really care. I mean, she cares, but she's like, like, like. There's no, there are very few images of Courtney that we've ever seen that are bad. This woman takes optimal care of herself and doesn't really care about anything but looking good and, and taking care of her kids. She's, she's the like, real like G in terms of aging incredibly totally. and just yeah. being, but also like just having great genes, obviously. I mean, I would be curious because, like, to, to me, it seems like she's probably the one that has had the least work done. I mean, she does look exactly the same as she did, like, this whole time. Yeah. Maybe, like, again, nipping she and talking a- in Hollywood is, like, I don't necessarily count that. Like, or just, like, you know, filler or whatever. But, like, she looks incredible. She has fucking three kids. She's hot as shit. Yeah. She, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, this is the thing with the Chloe. The Chloe yeah, but Chloe's just always just- been, like, floundering. She's kind of just, like, this floppy fish on the that like came that like came up in a wave onto the boat and she's just flopping around trying to kind of like it's almost like she's like in a tizzy trying to just grab whatever pieces she can and like make it a part of her brand so that she's empowered and it's like it all doesn't make sense yeah but do you know what i will say i think that the show wouldn't work without her because yes Mm. she wouldn't have probably gotten famous on her own unless she was doing like wwe wrestling or something random (laughs) i don't know why i thought of that i just thought that actually could be no we should that we should send that that would be like the move that would be the only place i think she would make sense right she's a a cartoonish person she has a cartoonish personality she is good at like she's charismatic enough to be on tv and like there are so many seasons of that show where she is really the emotional anchor of the show and i would much rather see her like throwing a courtney 
in a ring than actually exactly. trying to pretend like she's like into body like body positivity except she totally fucking hates herself right exactly so i think she i i disagree with the notion that she's not made for tv i think she makes pretty good tv as much as i can't really stand her it's kind of like she's one of the real housewives that i don't like but i acknowledge that the show needs her you know what i mean i actually agree yes yeah so now here's something that i've been thinking about that i hate that i think this because it's so snobby and fucked up. But I'm, whenever I see this, whenever I see another controversy about the photos that they put up of themselves, like some of them are 40 now. They're all like nearing 40 or 40. Uh-huh. I really, truly, like whenever they're getting bent out of shape about the way people think of their appearance, I'm just like, how are you not sick of this, first of all? How are you not sick of the conversation of what you look like? It's so boring. Like, it's so boring. And then with yeah. this, with the Chloe thing, I'm like, girl, read a book. And I hate that. I, <laughs> that's my first thought, but I'm just like, you gotta read a book. You gotta get some sort of other outlet for your brain other than your Instagram and what you look like, because it is clearly destroying you and it's damaging the rest of us. Yeah, I actually, I agree. Like, well, and I, again, like to the point we were making before, the real bummer of all of this, not only like, are you sick of it? And like, nobody cares. We don't care. The photo wouldn't have, the only reason that the photo is top of mind now is because they made such a stink about it. If it was, Mm -hmm. the truth is, if it was actually a photo that was just circulating and she didn't say a thing, I would guess that like most of the comments would actually be like, if anything, it might say bad lighting. But, like, she looks thin and hot. You can see her. She looks great. Like, it would have been, like, it actually actually would have been celebrated, like, a real photo of Chloe. Yes. Like, it would have been, like, she would have been, she could have been a hero from this photo. But she should have taken it so and posted it. On, she oh, should have posted yes. it on her Instagram. and she said posted it on her Instagram is exactly right. Yeah, like, haha, my grandma took this picture, whatever. I'm happy here, and I'm, like, whatever. So and I'm so proud is, of these fucking bomb abs and even the worst picture of me is better than all of you, you fucking suckers. Like, right, she should have been, like, hella right. confident about it. Yeah. So the other thing that is that I want to briefly touch on is, like, another thing that I wish I wasn't thinking is <laughs> this is a downside of the whole concept of famous for being famous because she doesn't have any other outlet to put this mental energy into. She right. has nothing else to think about. If she was a musician, she would be like, ah, uh, this sucks. I'm going to go in the studio and write some music. Yeah. If she was an actor, she could be like, I'm going to go read some scripts, find my next project. Yep. Like if she was anything other than just nothing, like she just is a reality star. And like, she just cares about the way she looks. She doesn't seem to really like, she has this superficial sort of, Oh, I try to be kind. I try to be good hearted thing. But it's like you again, posted a picture of a teenager's asshole on Instagram. Like, I don't care how hard you're trying, you're failing. Like, and obviously I've done shitty things too, but I'm not out here being like, are you trying to be a kind person? You know? No, but to your point though, you're so right that like, it's actually even sadder when you put it all together because it's like, well, what she does throw herself into aside from like addressing the public about a bad photo where she looks great is that then she's going to go, if she's going to do anything to like refocus her mind, she's going to like go back into her like businesswoman mode and work on this company that's all about supporting body positivity. So like the whole thing is so, 
it, it must hurt in every single way because like she actually can't escape. She's actually built her life around this conversation, whether it was like by choice or not, but she actually leaned. I just feel like, I feel like the, the, that's like, so true. Sure. She's trapped herself in this conversation. She's trapped herself. And I feel like this is actually like, I think what we're seeing here is a real bastard child issue where like, I think that when it comes to Kim and Kylie and even Kendall, Chris is extremely hands on there for like she has she has she has taken her three like prettiest I mean I think Courtney is prettiest but Courtney is not that interested in any of this she just happens yeah, to be there. she's literally barely interested in breathing couldn't care like she she literally doesn't care about she, she's just chilling right but like yeah. I think I think her I think Chris's big cash cows are are Kim Kylie and Kendall and the, and she has really done a beautiful job as a momager shaping these women's careers shaping the narrative like really encouraging their strengths making them the like best that they specifically could be i feel like chloe kind of got i mean look it wasn't even until like good americans a fair, excuse me a fairly new company like it wasn't until recently that chloe even had and like until she dated lamar and she actually had a boyfriend for the first time we didn't even, she had nothing going on. She had a DUI. Right? Like, that was all she had. Like, which I actually like her better for that. At least she's fucking Yeah, normal, it real, was funny. You know? It's like, right. Like, it's like, I think- Obviously it, drunk think, driving isn't funny, but the no, episode no. was funny. Yes. But I, but it's like, Chris, I think has dropped the ball in Camp Chloe because she didn't know what to do with it from the beginning. There's obviously guilt and shame that she's now, I, I say you heard it here first, but it is her hairdresser's daughter. I think that she kind of just never expected Chloe to like, have this kind of a transformation I think it, she was always just going to be the like funny little sister and like hope for the best so I think now Chloe has trapped herself in this body conversation I mean everything about her entire business that is her own is about body and body positivity and revenge body and getting fit and jeans for all sizes and we love fat people too and I'm the fat sister and it's like she's tortured she's tortured and she's torturing herself and like yeah, the only thing that could help is if she actually stepped out of the conversation or actually had the conversation that her brand is is like is trying to have. But she as a as a as a CEO and as like a as a celebrity is not actually interested in having that conversation at all and yet she's trapped. That is so true and so interesting. And it would be cool to see her for us to be going on this journey of body acceptance with her because it is totally. easier said than done a hundred percent like it makes me think of when ashley graham appeared on chloe's show and she was on revenge yes. body and everyone flipped out and they were like why are you on revenge body you're a plus size model and it's like sh and she had to be like uh just because i'm a plus size model doesn't mean i'm not in shape like it doesn't mean i don't yep. work out so yep. that is like the kind of thing that like was an educational moment for the for Ashley Graham's fans to be like oh wow let me think about this in a different way like I can be plus size and work out it doesn't mean I'm punishing myself oh what an interesting concept you know I am sort of curious um I, I agree completely and I because you did such we didn't get recorded but you did such a good job of guessing Jen Shaw's sun rising and moon I am sort of curious to hear I don't know if you know her chart but okay yeah I, do you think that you could guess, and Keely, feel free to chime in. If you guys feel like you can guess 
Chloe's sun, moon, and rising, I will, I will lay, because it actually makes perfect sense looking yeah. at her chart, but I want to see if you guys Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's get into the astrology now, because so for everyone who's listening, Sarah is an incredible astrologer, and she has been dropping all this knowledge. We had an incredible talk about Jen Shaw's chart on Monday, and it didn't freaking save. Chloe is a cancer sun. She also has her Venus and her Mercury in Cancer. So that shows us why she's so like touchy and why she's so like, she really ultimately is a bit of a homebody. And like, you know, I think no matter what, she was going to have a public career on some level just because of the way this chart is laid out. But I think that she, I think that ultimately at her best, she really is a very, a really good nurturer. But as we know, like the dark side of Cancer is that like, you know, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? So like, if it, like a cancer can be really warm and nurturing and loving. At its worst, a cancer is like super controlling, vindictive, like gonna fucking come after you because they do have that mama bear. Like, and so even if they're defending themselves, they're like, you know, they just, it's like when, when they feel like a boundary or their security has been pressed upon, it is like all hell breaks loose, like the same way like that mother energy would, right? Now, I love the two guesses. Here's where we were a little bit off, but but very right on. So. She is a, she is a Virgo rising. So it's not that, I I think when we're talking about Chloe's like hard headedness, Mm. a lot of what we're seeing is that Virgo rising because a Virgo rising is really doing everything they fucking can. It's like, you could be like a thousand pounds and like dying of a drug overdose as a Virgo rising, but you will make sure that on your deathbed, you have your pearls on. Like Virgo risings need you to think that they have it all together. They they need to be in. Virgo's like maybe the most controlling sign, low key. It's the perfectionist. It is the so for you know, and it's also like the physical body. It's working out. It's it is weight. It is you know. So I feel and and it's health. Like like Virgo is health. Virgo is also mental health. And Virgo is the energy of like daily routines that keep you healthy. So I think Virgo rising for Chloe makes perfect sense because. It also indicates, you know, if you have a Virgo rising, that means that your seventh house, which is your marriage house, your relationship house starts in Pisces. And if you're doing relate, so it's like almost like she has this like perfect exterior or wants to have a perfect exterior is working super hard on her exterior. But then we can see like in her relationship life, that shit is a watery ass mess. Like it is as nebulous. All None of her partners are into fidelity. None of her partners seem to have any sort of like actual baseline commitment to her. And that really is a very seventh house Pisces thing. So I, I think that that works out. Now the moon is very interesting. So it's not Scorpio, but I would like to talk about the Scorpio in her chart after this, but her moon, so she has a Gemini moon. So oh. to, that to me, like, so Gemini moons, Geminis are, are duality, right? Gemini is all about, you know, partnership and it's this and that it's light and dark. It's, it's, I, I can, I want to go out, but I also want to stay in. Right. So I think what we're seeing in Chloe and, it, and her moon is her moon and her son are in the 10th house. So I think that what we're seeing is like the flip-flop of Chloe's ideology playing out in real time here, which is like, on the one hand, I'm all about body positivity. I'm all about working out. I want everyone to know that like, I'm as real as it gets. And on the other hand, she's like, and I will continue to filter and I will continue to stretch my body and make my hair purple if I want to. And it's just like, okay. So these two completely, uh, these two completely opposing views exist in this person and specifically in their public image and in their career. So I think that that is really like, Perfect. And then she, 
Yeah. And then she sort of uses emotional manipulation to try and get us all on board with these two opposing views, like just going into how insecure she feels, blah, 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 blah. Like for me with my chart, Capricorn, Taurus, Pisces, if this scandal happened to me, I would, telling people how sad I am would be the 10th thing. The last thing you did. You would never- I would never. I would probably do the Kim thing, which is to just ride it out and maybe laugh about it. Yeah. And I think also what we're seeing too is like, you know, uh, Gemini moons live to, that's like, if I was going to say one moon is the comment section, it is Gemini moon. Like Gemini moon lives for a tussle, lives for a, they want to debate, they want to fight, not even fight even in a bad way, but they want to like get into it, right? Like Gemini moons- care a lot about what the little people think and what everybody thinks they care a lot it's a very mental energy so they care a lot what everyone thinks they'll they'll get in there and look at every single thing and then talk they want it like chloe even though she may think that she's having a horrible time with this she's in heaven like she lives for oh that's uh, funny she lives for the comment section. She li- That's why she's so quick to jump in whenever there's any kind of defending that needs to be done. Or She is like the queen of subtweeting, subposting, whatever, because she can't help herself. This is like her greatest mm-hmm. joy. And she has her North Node, meaning like the purpose of her iteration, like the, her fate, the reason she's here, and her Chiron, which is her deepest wound in the exact same place, right right on her midheaven, like right near her legacy. So I actually think we are seeing a really perfect picture of this playing out, which is that like she's taking this wound or she's taking something that she's insecure about or something that she's hurting about, talking about it publicly, using it to fuel her, you know, her her midheaven is at seven degrees Gemini, her North Node and her Chiron are at five and six. So it's almost like she has a wound in the ninth house that kind of is leading her up to figuring out what her life's work is, which is like to present even though she's wounded. And then it becomes her life's work to be like, I ha- I'm carrying this duality and I'm carrying this insecure side and this really confident side and this really fat side and this really thin side. And I have, you know, so she actually is living her chart quite perfectly. Like this really is the her purpose of her life is basically to go in on the comment section. So why do you think it looks like such a mess and looks like so backwards to those of us observing her? Well, because it is a, I mean, Gemini moons are, and I want to say I have a lot of love. My best, one of my best friends is a Gemini moon. My mother has a Gemini moon, but like Gemini moons are confused. They're confused and they're confusing. And I think that part of why it looks like such a mess is because it is such a mess. And I think that like the messiness, I mean, while her statement is, I, I actually, I don't like her statement. I don't, I think it's like, I just, I have a lot of issues with it, but I think that what what she is here kind of especially with that chiron and north node and legacy right in in gemini too like it's all there i think that she actually even though she's not saying the words that are showing us the mess if you zoom out the whole thing is the mess and she's actually like a player in this mess and so you know even Mm. if she wants to make a perfect statement or say something that like gets us all on her side or whatever it doesn't matter because at the end of the day the mess is what's true. The fact that this is even an issue is what's, is what's interesting. If she was a totally well-adjusted person and she was living her chart's purpose to the fullest extent and doing it in a way that was just like beautiful and harmonious, what would that look like? Talk show host. 
but she had a talk show and it got canceled. Well, yes, but I think that it's in large part because she already was in, like, if, if, if Chloe was not a Kardashian, if Chloe was not Kim's sister, if Chloe, I mean, look, she has all of this Gemini. Gemini also represents siblings. It represents, you know, early childhood education. It represents kind of, it's, it really is like family, right? Now we talk about Scorpio. Chloe has her Saturn conjunct her Mars in Scorpio in the third house. So interesting for two reasons. Reason number one, because I think this does indicate that she has a different father than her siblings. I think that that is a clear indication to me like, oh shit, yeah, like you actually, you are different. There's a dark secret there. You are kind of, you are, your karma is that you're actually living this other truth. And that's very Gemini moon too, to actually have this like inner Gemini moon with the Scorpio uh, Scorpio, uh, Mars and Saturn. It's like, yeah, she's actually kind of operating on top of, uh, lies or deceit or untruths. And I think that's also part of the confusion that like, even though she like, why does it seem like such a mess? Because so many things about that statement. You're so right. She's opening the door. She's not closing it. It is a mess. And, and she's actually operating on top of a lot of darkness and a lot of secrets and a lot of things within the family structure that actually really do hurt her deeply. And she is connected to her family and she loves her family, but I think she's very hurt by the relationship with her sisters and the relationship with the media and, and her sisters. Now, why do I think she'd be a good talk show host? Because when you have Saturn and, and, Mars in Scorpio in the third house of communications, of understanding, of getting to know people, right? Which is also the Gemini house. I think that she would be really good if she could let her guard down. She could have like, the issue with her talk show, if I remember correctly, is that it really did not, like when I say talk show, I think more of like a red table talk vibe. Like she could act like Mm -hmm. at her best, Chloe has the ability to facilitate really intimate conversation. And because she at her best would be able to come into the storyline with a lot of, yes, I've struggled with body weight. Yes, I've str- body weight. Yes, I struggle with my weight. Yes, I struggle with body image. Yes, I got a Dewey. Yes, I feel like the, the, the weird <laughs> sister with another father, right? Like if she actually just was flat about those things and used yeah. them as conversation starters, she could get some really juicy dish from all of the celebrities that she's surrounded by because her, her, like when you have a cancer Venus, Mercury and sun in the 10th house with the Gemini moon in the 10th house, she really like what you're saying is so right. Like she can use her sensitivity. She can use her empathy. She can use her like insecurities and her humanity to draw people in. And she can be a little bit more manipulative emotionally in a way that isn't so obvious like she could actually just mm. make people like at her best she makes people feel that's why she, there is a part of her and, and we see it in the comment section but like she wants to be a cheerleader for her family she wants when she's stepping in to become part of the comment section she's not usually even if she's an idiot and isn't doing it well she's not actually tr- like she is a good-hearted person she is trying to help like she is she she is trying to stand up for what's right I just think because she has so many secrets of her own and she has such a, I think she has real intimacy issues because she is on TV and because so much, so much of her life has been exploited and it has not been a pretty picture. And I think, so I think she's not that comfortable with her own reality and her own darkness and her own truth. And so because she kind of has to kind of like operate above all of this way darker stuff, we end up getting these, this flip flop and these kind of, these nonsensical 
statements that are poorly written, but because there really actually is something way deeper going on that like she really is trying to not necessarily avoid because she's bringing it up, but she's not going to unpack it. No. So how, before I, I want to ask you how she can sort of write the ship, but before that, I want to ask what part of her chart made her tweet a picture of Chloe Grace Moretz's asshole? Gemini moons are, they can, they, they're, they're kind of assholes. I mean, they're not assholes, but like when triggered, because the thing about Gemini, the Gemini energy is always seeking, you know, it's an air sign. It's always seeking balance. So she's always, it's not, and Gemini moons also don't necessarily have a, you know, at their best, they might have a strong moral compass, but it's only because they've done, they've like researched in the field, like Gemini moons, you know, they, you know, they want to know from every, they want to hear from everybody. They want to know what's going on with everybody. They want to know what's going on with themselves. They're really interested in kind of like the drama and like the, all the different conversations. So I think like in, in Chloe's mind, when she, when she posted an asshole picture of a, of a supposed teenager, she wasn't thinking in terms of like, is this classy? Is this a good move? Gemini moons, they don't give a fuck. They're just like, okay, you're going to like, oh, 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 a, a bad picture here and blah, blah, blah. Well, I counter it with this. Like they're just, she's just going to come in on any argument, no matter what like side. Tony Soprano mode. Yeah. She's just going to come in and be the other, the, the, the mirror of that conversation. Right. Okay. So, so what can she do if she was your client sitting in a reading with you right now? And she was like, how can I get myself to feel better? How can I stop how can I get out of this torture chamber that I've put myself in with all the body body positivity stuff? What would you say? Well, you know, it's hard to say because I, I actually think that, she, and, and this is, you know, this is a controversial take here. I'm not attached. I think she's pretty happy. I think that even though in this moment, she thinks that she's upset about the picture, I don't think that she... I think she created this life for like, like she created this narrative. I think that like, you know, if she were my client, what I would say is what I would really say is like, I encourage you to go a little deeper and I would say, maybe don't comment publicly. I would say, get into therapy and talk through some of the things that, because what, what I think we're really seeing. And I guess what I would say in the chart too, is like, there is a, there is a, a deep overcompensation going on and it has everything to do with her uh who her father is it has everything to do with where she fits in this story of her siblings so i would say that like if yeah if i was if i was going to work with her i would just ask her like you know what is it that you ultimately really really want if what you really really want is to just have a happy homebody life and have your your husband and kids or whatever you know, I would, I would really question whether or not continuing to be a reality TV star is actually what you want to do. Now, I do think that she was going to be in the public eye no matter what, but I think that like, she needs to go through a bit of a, I think she needs to go through a bit of a sort of a, a reckoning with herself in order to stop this kind of pattern of overcompensation. Because at the end of the day, she's still not really talking about what she's really talking about, which is just like, she's sad. And that like, she doesn't feel confident. And, you know, I would tell her also to stop with the like, faux confidence. Like I, I would say like, in your mm. statement, 
you know, it would be a lot more interesting if her statement was like, look, I am so embarrassed. I hate this picture of me. To be honest, I watched the last 20 seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and I cringe and I have done a lot to try to make my look better, including surgery, including working out. And I still feel insecure. So I think that like, really, it's like you need to kind of go on a deeper journey and actually find out what it is that like really actually matters to you and then stand by those values. And I don't think it has anything to do with your body. Wow. I think that sounds spot on. Yeah. And I think she, she is like on the, the last few episodes of this new season, it seems like she is basically saying that she doesn't want to be part of it anymore. So I feel like they're just, that's why they're stopping. I, I feel like, would she be happier if she just stopped posting on Instagram? No, hmm. I don't think so. I think she gets a lot out of it. But I think here's the thing, right? When you have your North Node conjunct your Chiron, it's her life purpose is actually to lean into her pain. So I don't think that, Mm. I think that if she just got offline, she would feel really, especially because like with all that Gemini, Gemini, North Node, Chiron, Moon, and Midheaven, like her whole career, like I think that she needs the public. I think she needs mirrors. I think she needs mirrors that are not her siblings. I think she needs mirrors. I think she does need this kind of like push and pull with the world. I mean, it's a, it's a stacked 10th house. Like that is a, she is here to do public work. Like she is here to be a public figure. And a lot of how she sees herself is through the lens of other people or through the lens of the internet. I don't think she would be happier if she wasn't posting on social media. I do think that she needs to maybe do like a, you know, a stint at like Pritikin or a stint, just some, I think she needs to like go away and find sort of her own sense of, a real sense of self and a real sense of balance because look also at her best okay aside from a talk show host she'd be like she'd be a great teacher like she'd be a great public educator she'd be a great Mm -hmm. public speaker like I think that she doesn't have I think the issue is because body is like the focus and image and looks is so it's so like the world that she's grown up in and it's kind of just like the context that she lives within I think she's actually missing a lot of the like juice of her chart, which is like, ultimately she could be, it's almost like even at the beginning in those early Kardashian seasons, when she was just like the Ugo sister and she was just like young and fat and, and funny. I actually think she, I, I'd be curious to know if she was happier then or now, that would be my question because she might've thought that she was really unhappy then and wanting to get plastic surgery or wanting to be more like her sisters or whatever. I think, I mean, I think she'd be a great comedian too, if she actually could write some jokes. Like I I think that she, I think that she lost herself along the way in this journey to find herself. And I think that what it's actually done is created this avatar that now she feels like she has to maintain and manage and keep up. And I actually don't think that that's even I think that her the deeper, that's not like, what people are coming to her for. She has no, such a what, we're not that misconception. In it, actually. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. She's so confused about about what her value is. Wow, that's so that's like the perfect way to put it. Like people are never like, oh, I would love this show if Chloe got hot. Like right. that was never <laughs> like it's like no, and we like fact, watching like, this show because of their personalities. Well, and I also think that, like, in terms of her love life, like, Chloe is going to be way better off 
dating people. Like if she had not done such a drastic transformation of her whole physicality, where now she's attracting these, you know, basketball stars who in both cases are equally as insecure, right? Like they're, they're cool dudes and they're athletes, but like one of them has a raging addiction issue and landed up, landed, you know, basically on his deathbed within months of their marriage after they met a month before. And then Tristan, who is like the dog of the dogs. I mean, in Tristan's chart, this man is not, he's not, I, I actually like Tristan and I like his chart, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, have him as dad of the year or or I don't think Tristan has a shot at being faithful I think his chart is like specifically Polly and so I feel like the issue with Chloe is like now she's embroiled in not only this like whole body conversation and positive gene company and all these like high you know these really high profile marriages with these guys who are then fucking like playing her out I think if she had actually met someone and dated them from the place that she was before, they might've really liked her. And they might've really, look, I got a lot of ugly friends who are married and like I, and I'm fatter than ever and I'm still fucking the hottest dudes, right? Like when you really actually have confidence, you know that weight and image is only a part of the, like, yes, it's a lot easier to, to show up in the world when you feel sexy and confident, but you know what? Like most people don't have that luxury most people don't have those resources and I know a lot of people who are in really happy marriages who I think like the 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 happiest marriages that I know are people who are not like the most physically stunning like I think that she kind of did herself a disservice trying to play this sort of perfection you know beauty body game when like somebody might have really fucking liked her for exactly who she was with her wider nose and everything Yeah, I think it's so true. Like when I worked at a magazine, I saw a lot of hot people come through the doors and it, and I say hot in terms of just having an aura around them that like attracted people to them and objective bone structure and weight had so little to do with it. You know, like it's so real. That's so real. I can't believe when, no, I like, there, there are phases that I go through where I'm like really thin and I feel really hot. And like, I actually don't, like the men who I'm most attracted to actually like me when I'm thicker and they have, they don't notice when I gain weight and they don't notice my face. They don't notice my underbite. They don't notice my face. It's actually, they like, like my, and I, I have to say one of the things I think I do like about myself, although I'm, it's getting worse because now we're on, we're on public like video all the time. But like, I actually am not that vain. Like I actually don't care about my looks that much and I don't really care about my weight and like I don't I, I'm that's awesome it's partially because I'm a comedian and I'm like well whatever like worse comes to worse I'm fat and I'm funny you know it's like who cares but it's like I do think that's part of why I've had such an like I, it's always blown my mind how easy it is for me to like pull really hot dudes and it's like it's like because I'm like such a sloppy like like little you know but you're not net. because you always look like cool as hell you always look put together and cool and awesome but it's only because from a sincere inner place and i and i mean some days better than others like i actually am confident like i've been doing leadership work since i was a fucking child like i have a certain that's why i can do stand up it's like i have a certain confidence that i think is sincere and i think that's what's attractive to people i don't think that my my looks or my weight or my underbite or whether I'm wearing lipstick or not, or whether my waist is snatched. You do not have snatched. an underbite. I do. It's getting worse no, every you, day. You're pushing it out. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I never uh-uh. noticed it before. 
you see, nobody notices. So that's what I'm saying though. That's like the whole point that nobody notices. We all have these like insecurities that we look in the mirror and we go, if only I didn't have that. And you know what, actually to, to the point of Chloe, I spent like, I spent like a good decade with like really severe dental work trying to correct my underbite because I didn't want to get surgery because it was just a kind of a big, big deal. But I was like, yeah, if, if they can do it orthodontically, I will. So I spent like 10 years making my smile technically perfect. And when I got my braces off for, for about a year, my teeth were technically not, I actually had a normal bite. And I got to tell you, I didn't feel as attractive, even though technically really? I looked, uh-huh. And I look back at pictures and I look back at my smile and my smile is perfect, but I actually, I don't look as good. And I didn't feel more confident. I actually felt kind of weird. And now, so I lost my retainer, whatever that was many years ago. Now my, my top jaw is slowly sinking back into my skull. It gets worse every day. Like I literally just, I'm, you know, and I feel sexier and I feel more attractive. And it's like, this is what I looked like before. This is, I went through college and high school being like, I'm so insecure, like whatever, whatever. And I actually wasn't like, I was just aware of an imperfection and then thought I had to fix it to feel better. Mm. And when I fixed it, I didn't feel better. And now my retainer is long gone and my underbite is coming back to its original place. And I actually feel like myself. And that's why I feel bad for Chloe. And that's why I, I do worry about plastic surgery because it's, and we're not talking about Botox and fillers and like a little nip and tuck here and there. I'm talking about when you get a full on nose job or when you get, when yeah. you really change your cheekbones or your brow line or your chin, these are, you really can't go back. And it's like, I think Chloe might be happier just being original Chloe. I thought for the longest time that I had the biggest like hooked nose in the world. I thought that really? I, I thought I was like deformed and I thought the only thing I would look at someone if I was judging whether they were attractive or not was whether they had a button nose. And if yeah. they had a button nose, I was like, that person's a perfect 10. They could have been a fucking mess otherwise. But I, I was like that, that phase myself. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. I Where was I'm like, that like, is the only thing that matters. Beautiful. Yep. And yep, then yep. like, finally, one day I saw like a picture of myself inside profile and I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's not great, but it, like, it's fine. It's fine. Well, and actually it's interesting too, because I dated, so like, uh, you know, I, I have been with the same very hot man for quite some time. And it's been really interesting to hear his reaction to things that I think, like when I see women with like little tiny button noses or whatever, I'll be like, oh, like you think they're hot, you think they're so pretty. And he's actually been pivotal in my like self-acceptance game because he's like no he's like noses are hot like features are hot like it's way sexier to have like big and he's like I don't think you have a big nose anyway and like I've always said the same thing where I'm like oh, I have this big nose with my underbite it's my facial I need a facial reconstructionist whatever and it's like he's like no like features are sexy and like when I look at like mm. the porn stars that he likes or like the people finding out what he actually thought like this big tall beautiful big dick biracial athlete <laughs> comedian like he is he is like definition hot and knowing what he finds attractive has been so illuminating because all the things like as a, from the feminine perspective and all the things that we grow up thinking oh my god yeah like if only I had a tiny little button nose if only my teeth were perfect if only my I didn't have acne if only my body was perfect whatever all these things that we think because of like magazine covers and the media and like what we are our ideals of beauty are actually not what men find some men find that attractive some men don't like it's like it's really not there really isn't this like blanket beauty 
agreement that exists in the actual minds and hearts of the men and women that we are surrounded by every day. It really is the media kind of pushing out this yeah. one artistic image that, and, 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 and I think Kim K really led the, led the pack in changing that story anyway, where she, she was like, oh, you all think this body type is hot? Well, I'm going to stand next to my skinny friend, Paris, and I'm going to actually show you a whole new body that's yeah. hot. And, and, and now everyone's getting Brazilian butt lifts. Before everyone was doing everything they could to shave their asses off. Now we're adding ass. I mean, it's like beauty is such a changeable yeah. It, it, it's so it's so like of the times and it's such a, an ever-changing conversation that I feel like it's like to be a like I just wish Chloe didn't do all that work because she might actually just like herself the way she was well I I was gonna ask you about this too like how do you feel about plastic surgery becoming so normalized because for me like yeah, if I had the money when I was in high school or college, I probably would have gotten a nose job but and then like, yes, later on, I stopped hating my nose, but I also would have shaved off like 10 years of my life of hating my nose. Like I would have just been done with it and I would have yeah, been but you know what? I fine with my think, face. I don't think you would have been. I don't think you would have been done with it. I think the biggest issue with plastic surgery is like, for example, my mother had a nose job. So I spent my whole life with her being, I was like the, the, the ghost of old nose past, like haunting my mother, you know, like, and, and, you know, she's a Gemini moon. So like every once in a while, it would be like, like, sometimes I would like walk down the stairs and she'd be like, Oh my God, you're so gorgeous. My old face, you know? And then other times I'd be like, I don't like, actually when I got my braces off, I did feel pretty for like five seconds. I was like, I think I'm too pretty for comedy. She's like, you're not too pretty for comedy. And I was like, okay. You know, so, so it's like, I, you know, mixed messages, certainly. But like, I got to tell you, like, my mother is so deeply insecure about her nose job nose. She wishes every day that she had my nose. She wishes every single day of her life that she looked like she used to. Because her nose technically is good. It's like she got, you know, it was in the 80s. She had sort of like a ski slope. No, it's a very typical nose job. But like, and and she's pretty. She's attractive. Like it, it, it matches her face. It's fine. But you know when I see like it doesn't look like her she doesn't look like her and I think that the issue with plastic surgery like I think that like obviously it it runs the gamut and I think that like there are people who like I did grow up with like there are some people that I grew up with that had like real deal like hook noses or like whoa like fix this like issues and they did and they felt better but they didn't get like perfect noses they just like shaved it down a little bit so that it wasn't like some grotesque piece of their body that was like you know it was like there were some people that were like whoa but well, I here's what I like. I think in general, people don't actually feel that much better after. I think I would because I don't think I'm an unattractive person. I just think with a couple little tweaks, I could really sing. And what yeah, I see, want, dude, to me, you do. Like, I feel like if you got little tweaks, you might just look like some normal ass blonde. Like, I think your features, I think your jawline, I think your I would nose, keep I it though. Gorgeous. I think you're gorgeous. I would keep it prominent. And thank you. But my my vision is go back to the old Hollywood studio days and have the guy that knows what sells be like, okay, this, 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 you get that done. <laughs> I think everyone should get an allowance to have that done if they want. And that would That's level so the funny. playing field well, for the world. Well, if everybody could, if, if there was an allowance and that was something that was actually like a normal practice and it was something that was like, okay, everybody gets like their little bag yeah. to like do whatever they want to make it a little bit better. I, I, I think that might be kind of an interesting thing. And do you but- know- why is because I think that 
because only celebrities' children have that now, they've taken away one of the best ways of the 20th century for working class women to become rich was if you were beautiful enough to get to Hollywood and then have your little tweaks and become Marilyn Monroe. Now it's Bella Hadid and it's Gigi. It used to be a working class woman's game that you would get to Hollywood and you would become a world-class beauty. And because the studio would pay for it, now that's it's so girls' parents paying for it. And that's what I think isn't fair. And it's so ruining like that. the economy. That's a really funny take, Molly, that like actually celebrity children are ruining middle-class middle women's chances of actually becoming super celebrities because now the like ability for them to nip and tuck is not only further away but studios aren't paying for it and nobody's like investing in people's beauty in that way and so I don't know though I guess I I guess I just sort of feel like I'm not against plastic surgery and like you better believe that like if I have money in my 60s I will pull my chin up I will every day my mother looks in the mirror pulling her neck up going someday someday you know but it's like I don't know. I, I think that like, I mean, look, it's also to, to stay within the story of the Kardashians. It's also how Kanye lost his mother. He was buying her a fucking liposuction mm. and she died on the table. Like, I think there's huge risk insane. involved. There's huge risk involved when we try to permanently change something that could be done naturally. And, you know, and I also just think that like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I know people that have gotten plastic surgery and even if they think that they're more confident afterwards because they feel prettier in pictures on a soul level, they don't feel, they don't feel better. And it's just this other, not only does it become an addiction because then once you start doing it, you go, okay, well, I'm going to do, do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Look at Blake Lively. She had just a great nose job, just a great little a great nose, nose job. job. Great nose and job. And now yeah. she's gorgeous. And she just looked yeah. like, girl in your class in your math class before cute Mm -hmm. but now she's like fucking gorgeous that's what i'm talking about the little tweak that just takes you from like a seven to a ten yeah but like also blake like i don't know first of all i think her pre-nose job pictures are also attractive like i think she's an attractive girl like i I don't exactly that's because she's starting at a baseline of attractiveness I think a nip and tuck when someone is starting off with a baseline of attractiveness and just going, you know what, just this tiny little, shave my little bump on my nose and I'm good. I think that's very different than, I mean, Khloe Kardashian looks so different. I mean, she doesn't even look like, she looks like a plastic surgery shell. She looks like a, you know, like a, like a, she looks like she's in drag. I mean, she actually looks like a drag queen. Yeah. So let's just to wrap, I just have one last, one last little question astrology wise, and then I'm going to get this edited and put it up because I think it's really good. I, I want to get it, it out it's tonight, juicy. It's juicy. but it's going to be two hours long. So just in a <laughs> nutshell, why did you say that Tristan's chart shows him to be poly? Cause I know okay. everyone's going to want to know that. So I have Tristan's chart up now. We don't have a birth time for him, so I don't know what his rising is, but Tristan's um, sun is in Pisces, his moon is in Aquarius, and his Venus is in Aries. So to me, these three components, and his, and his, his Mars is in Gemini. So, okay, first of all, Pisces sun, they are, I love Pisces suns, I love Pisces, but Pisces are not totally in physical reality. Pisces are deeply ungrounded. They can float in and out of whatever truth 
they need to tell in order to feel that like on an emotional level, they're satisfied with the answer. Right. So like mm-hmm. Pisces, like there's a, I, I dated a guy who was a Pisces son with a lot of Aquarius in his chart and Gemini moon. And it wasn't that he was like a cheater or a liar as much as like, he could very conveniently not say certain things very conveniently. He could, he could justify any bad behavior. He would like, he would like block me for two days. And I would be like, well, obviously you were like hooking up with someone and he would do everything he could not to tell me the truth, but to kind of like sway the conversation in a different direction. Cause that's not really what matters. Right. So it's yeah. like, or, or he would try to say like, I was, I was like trying to like get in on his business. Right. And it was like, well, I don't know. We're sleeping together without a condom. Like, I feel like I kind of deserve to know like who else you're fucking, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. If, I think it sort of is my business once you fucking put your fucking junk in me, but okay. Okay. Then we have his moon in Aquarius. Aquarians are notoriously not into uh, one person. Aquarius is probably the most poly energy. Aquarius is like everyone. Aquarius is the people. It's the it is eclectic. It's it's really about Aquarian moons need a lot of stimulation mentally. They need a lot of storylines going on there, and they're also not that you know. Even though Pisces gets the rap of being an emotional sign it's not an emotional sign the same way that like cancer is, which is very like grounded in like what's right and wrong. And like what, like what was promised to you and what home means like Pisces is kind of like, it's sensitive. Cause it's like the dew, it's the fog. It's this nebulous energetic, like I'm sensitive. Right. But it's not like necessarily like sensitive, like I give a shit and I'm going to fight for what's right. Right. Then plus that Aquarius moon. So he's like, he's a sensitive Pisces. So he's probably a good lover when he, yeah, when he's with her, she thinks he cares. He's a really Mm. attentive lover. But then that moon in Aquarius, no, no Aquarius moons are happy if they don't have at least a couple of people to be sexting or texting or just have, they, they need to be able to check in and out of a lot of conversations. And they also feel very righteous about this sort of flippant, emotional nature they're a very detached sign and they actually think like like I would guess from looking at his chart that he's actually like it's almost like like the 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 thought of being like quote-unquote faithful or the thought of being like uh committed in any way is like it's almost like ridiculous it's like it's like that's like imprisoning to him like he's like no like I am a I'm a guy I have, I'm a basketball player. I got all these girls that I have the potential to fuck. I want to live my life fully and, and experience all of this. And I don't know why you're taking it so personally. Aquarian moons are like, whoa, mm. you, your feelings are hurt. Your feelings are hurt. Aquarian moons can just like never get back to you. And then you can be like, Hey, you never got back to me. And they'll be like, yeah, I did. Like, I, well, I thought it. And you'll be like, okay, but like, you didn't like actually say, <laughs> like, you didn't actually say it. So like I, and then, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of times, even though Aquarian moons happen to be very when they're when they're in the zone they're very articulate they're very good communicators they're also they miss a lot of emotional detail and they are not emotionally sensitive really at all and then you have his mercury and his venus in aries so this tells me that he has real impulse control problems when you have a mercury in aries you it's it's hard for you to like stop yourself from just like doing the thing. Like if you have an opportunity yeah. to fuck someone hot, you do it. And then with that Venus in Aries too, on the one hand, sure, he could find some passionate romance, but at the same time with his, with his Mercury and his Venus in, in Aries, it's more likely that he's actually extremely self-absorbed. He is in love with himself. He's in love with the chase. He's in love with the, mm-hmm. the he, he loves the passionate pursuit. And then after that pursuit is finished, 
he doesn't it's like okay cool I like intellectually know that I could fuck that chick I had that experience I'll put it in my little my little mind palace and have it forevermore and now moving on like it's a very much this his whole chart is very much this sort of like 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 zoomed out not that plugged in kind of fast moving like just like having the experiences and and moving along not really caring who it hurts and and that really is kind of how we know him yeah sounds totally accurate so pisces aquarius and aries are a bad combination for cheating so where can people find you if they want readings and stuff so you can go to my Instagram, Sarah Armor, or you can go to the Moonual Instagram, follow them both. If you go to sararmor.com, there's just like a booking site. So you can, you can okay. sign up for a reading. And if everybody really wants to like do what's good for them, they will join us on Sunday and otherwise every other week at the Moonual where we do a sort of healing comedy moon rituals. And Molly, if you're available Sunday, we would love an Aries presentation from you because yes. you are, you are literally are, you're the best, like. Uh, feature act we could possibly ask for molly does these fucking oh my God, funny as you. shit like really educational uh powerpoints on every sign that actually have made the moonules so much better because now as we move forward like to do the astro reading everyone actually has context for what we're talking about and i think before you came no one knew what we were talking about so i really thank you and i really <laughs> hope that you're there forever more because we actually need you you are you're filling in a huge gap of, of education that i could not do without you this one's going to be triggering too because I have a lot of um, I have a lot of beef with Aries. So oh, hell yeah, dude, bring it bring it up. We'll fucking talk it out. And yeah, but yeah, trash them. You know, go for it. I love yes, that. I will. Some people think diva is a diva to you. Would you say are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> of course, I don't trust you. Diva Behavior, the podcast.